This is food. This is beans. <laughs> Adrian! Adrian. Squid Game. This is on a closer look episode for Squid Game, which is a obviously a Netflix series that has taken the world by storm. And we are going to look at it in a more spoilery way than we looked at it on episode 67 of our regular Split Focus of Film and TV podcast. What? Adrian, what, what do you mean what? We're doing this? We're spoiling it? We're diving into the spoilery territory, Simon, with Netflix's most popular show of all time, question mark? Yeah, did my office not send you the memo? No. Because we don't talk about the podcast, so do we not never have, never talk will. about this? No. Oh, well, now I'm telling you now. Are you okay with that? Because, I mean, we're doing this on air. Are we going to do this or what? Baby, I'm okay with it, Simon Eating. I'm okay with it. Well, that's great. That's great. So what did you think of this show? Um, I loved it. I loved it. I wasn't uh, necessarily a huge fan of the ending. I did like it, but I, I just feel like it left something to be desired potentially. But um, I did love it overall. I think it was it was great. Uh, we both watched it with uh, subtitles as opposed to uh, dub because we thought that the English dub was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I, I think you still agree with that. I do. And we just kind of we 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 just kind of listened to that red light green light uh, robot narration in english for the first time and it literally says red light green light when that's not what the doll says in the actual in korean in the actual show if you listen to it with Mm -hmm. with subs which is a little strange um it says something like along the lines of better hurry up bitch or else the hibiscus flower is what it says the hibiscus flower has bloomed oh yeah that actually that's yeah that's more literally not quite the same but it's a rough translation Mm -hmm. from korean I, I just find that there's no way that this this um, show could have possibly been better with dubs. And, and I actually had a family member watch the show and they were like, this is terrible. And they watched it with with dub. Mm. And they Netflix defaults to it being on dub right, right out of the gate, which I just think is just, again, not the correct way. Just put it on, on sub first and let somebody change it to dub if they want to. That would be what I would recommend for the English translation but anyway i don't know that's my no, that's agree. my take yeah i agree completely man i i uh, when i started this show it was uh set to english and i i mentioned this on our uh main show but um the the show begins with like kind of just like narration over like a game and i was like huh like this is interesting like i, I didn't expect the show to be in english and then uh when you know the main character starts speaking jihan uh and you know, English is coming out of his mouth. I was like, oh, this, this just does not seem right. And I swapped it over. And it's interesting because I feel like the dubbing actually takes away from the show in a weird way because there is England. Sorry, there is English in there in the show and and other languages, not just English. And I yeah. think that that's important to note, too. Like mm. uh, it it does take away if, if everything's in English then you don't know who's supposed to be speaking English. Is that kind of what you're looking at? Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it seems, yeah. Like I feel like it would take away from it and make things a little bit more confusing if, if it's all in one language. Cause I don't know, like it, uh, the, the more the show progresses, the more you realize it's like, this is a more of an international, um, international thing that's occurring, I guess. And like, it probably isn't only happening over in South Korea. And again, they bring in these, uh, like these, these people that are uh, you presume they're probably from the states or something like that and, and again yeah they talk in english and and i feel like if the show was in english the entire time it would again yeah just take away from it and and, and add to this like level of confusion uh the 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 mastermind the the guy with the black mask i forget his name um but yeah like uh, like he he he's the first character that you actually see talk in english and there's a very evident um like accent that he has uh, when he is speaking in English. And I'm curious that in the English dubbing, if they were, if they just dubbed over the, like him talking in English, you know what I mean? Or if it's the same guy that like, uh, like, like dubbed it in English. I'm not too sure. But again, yeah, like I I think uh, watching this in subbed is the right way to go. I think it makes the most sense. Um, And 
yeah, like I think you mentioned this on our main show that maybe you don't get as much out of the acting because you also have to read. But I think the um, the way the actors emote and the way the actors like say their lines so aggressively uh, in some cases, um, it really makes for an awesome viewing experience. And uh, again, I, I can't imagine watching it in English. Um, so I think I said the opposite. Did you? Pretty sure. Pretty sure I said that with dubs on, uh, it's impossible to read the acting because the, it's a different actor, most likely, in every scenario oh, yeah, sure, yeah. um, voicing the actors in English. And so you can't really get the full breadth of what they're doing because two actors are acting for one part. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't really play as well, arguably. Yeah, for sure. So that was that was my argument there. Um, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, I, I wasn't um, it, like saying like in terms of English dub versus subbed. I was just saying in general that like you you don't necessarily get exactly what the actor is doing because you don't understand the language is I think. Oh, that I agree with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just can't. Yeah, that's a tricky thing about any 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 foreign language film or TV series. I feel like it's harder to like because we don't have the perspective of knowing the language because not every language is translated as literally like that hibiscus um, flower bloom thing is like. I don't know. It's loose. It's a, like a loose translation. So it's it's difficult. But we're all humans in the end. And I feel like, again, you can see the emotion, mm-hmm. um, especially from like the, the main actor of the series who just did, a, again, a fantastic job. Like um, Lee Jung-jae. By the way, just let's get this out of the way right away. We are obviously English speakers on this show. And mm-hmm. our pronunciations of these names is not obviously meant to be any disrespect. We just suck at pronouncing names, as you would probably know if you listen to the regular Split Focus of Film and TV podcast. Mm. We literally created a segment just to, you know, have Google tell us how to pronounce certain names, uh, like Mads Mikkelsen. So, yep, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, right. So, anyways, regardless, he was amazing, in my opinion. I think you probably agree with that. I just think there's moments in that there's just like devastating because of him just like sob crying, and uh, yeah, he's just amazing as Jiyun. Like he's so good. Like Jun Jae. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you anymore, man. Like I, I think his portrayal of Jiyun as a, as a character is phenomenal. I, I love Jiyun and, and I love the journey that he kind of goes on and how how much his character kind of changes. You you start off with this character and he's he's an awful father. He, he's, just, he's just like this piece of shit, gambling ad, addict, you know, kind of a dingus. Um, and you know, you see him with his daughter and his daughter's just so nice to him, even though he doesn't really deserve his daughter loving him so much and the way she makes him feel nice, even though he's just kind of a piece of shit. And, and the the things that he keeps on doing to um, very obviously like not provide a great experience for his daughter, um, it, it's kind of depressing to see. And again, I, th- I think his character development throughout the series is fantastic. You you slowly like him more and more and you see him becoming a better person and although he's not necessarily a good guy in the beginning he he has his morals straight like he's not he's not a bad dude and again he he continuously in in the series um just kind of shows the viewer and you know his peers in the show that he's he's not a bad bloke and he will do anything to you know save his friends and again it, it kind of bites him in the ass in some uh situations but uh, yeah I, I really love his character and I, again the actor that does his portrayal is phenomenal uh again like the, the that storyline with his like mother is like so so sad as well and like you know how she knows that he's kind of a piece of shit and that he's a bad guy but obviously you know it's like this unconditional love that his mother gives him and Again, he just keeps on failing and then, you know, he finds himself in the situation to like join this game where he can win millions of dollars to realistically like to again to support his daughter and to be able to visit his daughter that's going to move to the States, but also to, you know, like make sure his mom gets surgery and everything like that. And again, I, I really like Jihun as a character. I think he's he's compelling and and he's. Not, I don't want to say the odd man out, but he, he he's an interesting character to make the main character, if that makes any sense. He's flawed. He's very flawed. And I think that's what makes him so compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's interesting because I, I feel like, I don't know, you talk about character development, de- development, but I'm not sure how much he really developed as a character. Or more specifically, I don't think he really developed as a person. 
the character development aspect, like by the writers of developing the characters to three-dimensional characters is there, but I wonder how he's developed as a person. Like, I, I think that that stuff was inside the whole time. Like, he lost his job because that factory was shutting down and they were, right, they were protesting that. And mm-hmm. we we didn't know that stuff about his life. And that's the reason why he had to let go of his family. Or that's why he fell on hard times in the real world. That was a huge backstory that we didn't know. And I feel like we judged him too har- harshly, potentially, in the beginning. It made me think about my the way I judged him right from the get-go because of that. The reason I say I don't know if he changed or developed as a person, that all of this stuff might have just been inside the whole time, is simply because look at the end of the show. He decided not to get on the plane. And I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Get on the plane and then come back and then fix this. Why would you not get on the plane first? Maybe it's a narrative, like a plot convenience thing, but I just don't really buy that. You're you're about to get on a plane to see your daughter who you haven't seen for months, presumably, mm-hmm. right? Or six months, right? They did a time jump. I think it's like so a year. So what's happening there? Yeah. yeah, they time jumped quite a bit. And so I just don't really, I don't really buy that he necessarily developed, but I, I do think that he didn't lose himself in the game. And that's the beauty of it is that almost not everyone, because there's a lot of people that didn't get a chance to lose themselves, but a lot of the characters potentially lost themselves uh, especially his friend who Sung actually, Wu. I don't know if he did lose himself. Yeah. Sung Woo, but I, I think he might've been like that the whole time. Cause yeah. he, he seemed like a dick right from the first, um, first game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, yeah. Like, you know, he, he is the character that didn't lose himself, but at the end of the day, he's still a shit father. <laughs> like even in the yeah. last episode, like he, he started off as a bad father and the, sh- the, the, at least the season ends with him being a bad father again. And, you know, like instead of going to see his freaking daughter, he's like, no, I'm going to stop this. Uh, it's not called the squid game, whatever. I'm going to stop this from happening again it to is. other people. It is called the squid game. Is it called the squid game? I thought the last game was called the squid sure. game. I'm pretty sure. I think that he translated it to be the squid game because those papers, remember when the cop is looking through those mm-hmm. filing cabinets? Yeah. It says the squid game winners at the top. Oh. So I'm pretty sure it is called the squid games or something like that. Maybe the last game is always the squid game. Maybe that's what it was referring to. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah. He's very happy-go-lucky, right? He's like a happy-go-lucky kind of guy and he kind of... He's down on his luck and he doesn't really know how to adjust properly. And then it's strange. Like, I, I would say he did get better as a person, but I don't know how much better. We don't know that until we potentially see a second season, mm-hmm. which I argue we will get just based on the way it ended. Yeah, for sure. But it is also quite frustrating because, like, after he wins, like, there again, there's a year time jump and he doesn't spend any of that money that he won. Like he won literal mi- millions and he didn't give any of that money to like Song Wu's mom. He didn't give any of that money to like Sai Byuk's brother. Um, Sai Byuk being like the, like the North Korean like defector girl uh, who I really love as a character. And it's kind of just like, what the fuck are, are you doing, man? Like, yeah, like you, you, there is this level of guilt. Um, but I just don't see why he didn't help out the people that he knew he should help out, if that makes sense. And honestly, right, and he just left the game. Well, I guess it's devastating. He just lost his mom. I understand that, but it's like a long time passed. And it's like, really, man, yeah, it's a whole year. Like if you had this much guilt, you'd think you'd use it, but maybe that's the idea is it's blood money, right? Mm-hmm. That, that money, he received that money because they didn't leave the game. Cause apparently if you leave the game, all the money goes to the people who died. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe it was guilt, but then he, then again, he promised, uh, like Cybiak that he would help. Yeah. He never actually brother. explicitly promised her, which is, which makes the, like her storyline a little bit more sad. Cause she doesn't actually know whether or not he was going to do it. He never like promised her or said that he would do it. He just told her like not to talk like that because he expected her to make it to the end. And it's a little bit depressing. Um, the one actually like plot line uh, that was never really explained on the topic of him winning all that money is the show kind of starts off with these like loan sharks beating the shit out of him and being like, you have one month to pay this back. And he like signs it with his own blood. But that plot line never gets kind of explained. He never pays it off. Or at least we don't see him play it off. And if he did pay it off, he didn't use the money that he won from the squid game to do it so that 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 is one thing uh like one loose plot thread that i like picked up on where i was like ah this is actually the one really the one thing i didn't like about the show where i'm just like they they set kind of this thing up and it was never really explained unfortunately i don't know like he's living on the street so they can't find him i think he would have invited being beat up by those guys yeah you know he's just on the verge of collapse like his life is is like that's basically his rock bottom Mm -hmm. we're really so i don't know it's interesting but i don't think he ever went home 
Yeah. So they couldn't find him because he's just not around. Yeah, fair point. Plus, he kept disappearing for months doing the Squid Game in the first place. It's funny you mentioned things that bothered you. There's one specific thing that I, I, maybe it was a translation issue or maybe I misunderstood. But from my understanding, when they voted to leave the game, they were supposed to start over. That's what they literally said would happen. If you leave, you'll start over again. And the money that was left in the piggy bank was supposed to go to the people who died in red light, green light. They didn't start over again. They didn't play red light, green light again when they came back. Oh. Yeah, the piggy bank was still full of cash from that game. And they actually came back with the same number of people that they had left with. No, so they, it's, like, it's less you? people. The, uh, sorry. Yeah, I think they yeah, say like 18 sorry. or whatever people like, Oh, they didn't come, come back. back. But, yeah. but, but that also doesn't make sense. Like I thought you were starting over again. Like you didn't. Yeah, I like, actually didn't pick up on that. That's a good call out. So I was very confused. Like, yeah. wouldn't you start the game over? Because that does make an impact mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, you'd be whittling it down. But yeah. I guess it, I don't know. It helps. They should have just maybe not said that or maybe not translated it that way in the in the subtitles. Because that maybe have been, that could have been a literal translation issue, I yeah. realized. It's possible. But, uh, I did notice that. I thought that was a little odd. But yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I, I really like the journey that Jihan goes on. Um, in terms of, I guess, like other characters like sung woo we we brought him up uh sung woo might actually be my favorite character in the series i oh look at that an asshole character that you like you you, you do that sometimes and i, I find it funny i uh, call that out yeah uh, you mentioned just to, for the audience that doesn't know you uh you say you don't like asshole characters that's a thing you do not like explicitly and this guy's explicitly an asshole character there's not much redeeming about him really He's a dick. He's interesting. He's three dimensional and I really like it. And uh, again, his like for for him, the ends justify the means. And that's kind of like what his character explanation is. Um, he's he's a phenomenal character. I really love him. And I, again, he is a dick. I, I will admit that I am hypocritical when it comes to that sort of stuff. But he's a dick for good reason, as opposed to like James Bond, who I always bring up. James Bond's just a fucking prick. Whereas Sung Woo, yeah, he's an asshole, but he... Except James Bond actually saves lives. This guy just screws over people. Eh, not real lives. It's a fictional movie. Oh, this uh, isn't fiction. No, this is Squid real, game. Simon. Squid, game Squid is Game's real, real Simon. But If Squid um, Game were real, would you take part in it? That was a thing ooh. that floated around on the internet. No. I would lose. Yeah, no. I could potentially win. I would never do it, though. It's idiotic. Oh, if I if I thought that I could win, I'd probably do it. I love watching dead bodies fall next to me. I'm so used to it. But uh, yeah, I just don't I don't it's think it's too could selfish. Win. It'd yeah. be the same reason I don't think that uh, Jiyun would ever go back mm-hmm. to do it again. Assuming he found himself in a spot in which he didn't have any money again. Just because it's just you're, you're murdering the other people. You're forced to by the end. It, it seems like they oh, they also framed it, which is brilliant. They framed it as, oh, whoever wins will get the, will split the money. There's no way for anyone, like for everyone to, to win or for half the people to win because it's not the way the game is framed up. It's not like every game is like red light, green light. You're going into games in which you literally face off against each other. So there's no way that you could each, you know what I'm saying? It's impossible. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like uh, when the show starts off, it's almost initially framed or at least the, the people that are taking part in the squid game think that they do they they there there could be multiple winners but realistically right. yeah like it, it it is explicitly said that like no there's going to be one winner and yeah it's it's interesting to kind of look at no no it isn't it isn't it isn't they oh, say you're going to split the winnings between each other who wins oh yeah good call that's what's so brilliant i guess like what i'm thinking of is when uh, the cop uh, jun jun ho uh, like when he like is like looking through those files it's always just like oh yes. the winners of the squid game and it's always just one person in each of them that's what shocked me mm-hmm. that's when when i saw that i'm like oh they're just lying yeah. and it, it's it's a great I, and i know that people talked about this but like it's a great metaphor for like capitalism like only mm-hmm. one person rises to the top that screwed everyone else over yeah like 453 people died to get to you know to make Jiyun the winner mm-hmm. it's, it's nuts yeah yeah it is it is pretty nuts I really like Jun Ho as a character, actually, since we're on the topic of him, uh, like that plot line. To be fair, when I went into the show, I didn't I didn't know what to expect at all. But that sort of plot line that was happening in the in the background is just not something I ever expected. And I I, I don't know why I 
when this kind of like plot was kind of introduced and, you know, you know, Jin Ho is like, oh, I'm looking for my brother. I did guess that the black mask, like the mastermind would be his brother for whatever reason. But it was still interesting when that was kind of revealed. And uh, honestly, I feel like in the show, there's a lot of foreshadowing that happens in this show. And there are actually multiple lines that make it seem like the black, like the black mask guy knows who the cop is like Jun Ho is. And uh, I think it's like, it's brought to the forefront when he's like specifically says like, don't kill him uh, to the, like the other, you know, triangle face, square face, circle face people. Um, and again, I really like his uh, like, I really like that storyline. And this actually kind of brings it up. Um, do you think Jun Ho is dead, Simon? So uh, my belief is actually, Whenever any creator or writer, when they write into the plot line that someone is shot in the shoulder and falls off a cliff and they never find the body, the person's alive. Mm -hmm. It's like they've shot everyone else in the head. Almost every single person is shot in the head. And he's not coincidentally (laughs) shot in the head. I mean, it makes it pretty obvious. And it sets up a second season pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, which is good too. Yeah, so that, like that's that's not what I believe. I feel like this show does a really good job of showing um, people die. Oh yeah, like it, it, they they specifically show about. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a weird thing to say, but I feel like this show does a good job in like literally showing everyone that dies. And Junho is one of the few characters that. Uh, that that isn't like shown to actually be killed. Um, they don't never look for the body. Exactly. It's a weird thing. They don't present it, but they present the bodies so often of all the other main kind of characters that are participating in the game that die. So yeah, I agree. Well, that's exactly it. And like, you know, the one character that we think dies, Ilnam, Ilnam, I believe that's how, how you pronounce it. The, the old man, uh, we actually don't specifically see him die. Good point. And when the camera sort of pans back in that episode we don't see his dead body either i'm okay with that because it's such a touchy subject to to talk about that for a moment like that episode 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 six six, i believe yeah it's just so emotional for me at least and my girlfriend like we were crying because there's like that moment with uh ali saibiak as well yeah which is just and Ali, of course, too, but th- like everyone goes through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so, man, it's so heartfelt. And so, again, you mentioned the character development, but like that's a that's a massive character development episode for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't show the body, but it's almost like a, it's almost like a mercy to the audience, which I always, I thought was pretty great. So I didn't suspect that he was alive because of the, the mercy that I mm-hmm. thought the creator was uh, giving to the audience. By the way, I just want to briefly point out the, I, I was mentioning on episode 67 that Huang Dong uh, Hyuk, the, like the creator, and I, I know I butchered his name again, but he actually wrote and directed and created this series. So I mentioned that it wasn't the director last episode that lost all his teeth while he was creating the series. It was the creator or vice versa. They're one and the same. Okay. <laughs> so that's the thing that happened apparently is that the creator lost his teeth, four of his teeth. I don't know how that happened from stress due to the like stress of making the show. Yeah. So that's a, that's a thing. But I thought like in general, the whole thing in terms of detail is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that like you didn't believe that the cop situation would be shown and like that, that was a storyline that however exist. I agree. I just feel like I thought it was going to be something frivolous, this show. I thought it was going to be something like, it wasn't going to make me feel emotional. I wasn't going to cry on episode six. That wasn't something <laughs> that I thought was going to happen. But each of these characters is completely developed and it wasn't just, like I find that the Hunger Games movies or even to some extent Harry Potter is more frivolous than this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a weird it's a weird thing. Each of the characters are extremely well developed. Maybe not Harry Potter, but definitely from what I remember of the Hunger Games movies, it's mm-hmm. just they don't develop the characters enough. It feels like they're they're moving in for the spectacle. It's all about the central spectacle of what the Hunger Games are. And this is not necessarily just about the games. In fact, they have full episodes that don't have a game in them at all. Mm-hmm. And you just are completely interested and intrigued by those episodes and each of the characters in these episodes. Obviously, the games are also tremendously interesting too. But Oh, yeah. It's just, it's masterfully created. And that's the brilliant thing about it. If it was just the games, it's like, oh, we get to see people die. Oh, someone falls off, falls off a glass glass bridge and dies oh look at their blood their bloody brain all over the floor Mm -hmm. that's not why we're watching it 
We're watching it for the development and the rest of it is all kind of, you know, helpful supplementary spectacle, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Like, yeah, you're watching it for the characters. And and I do agree, like this show is masterful in in its own right. Like the writing in it is phenomenal. And again, like I mentioned this, like there's so much foreshadowing in the show. Um, I, I actually started rewatching it because I wanted to like uh, prep for this episode and see if I picked up on anything. And it's quite interesting because on the wall of the auditorium, that like all the characters are in actually like that's painted on the wall is every single game that they're going to play, which is super interesting as well. There's like these little, but isn't that aren't the games just on the wall uh, at the end when they've already played them or they painted on afterwards? No, I think they're on there at the beginning. If I recall correctly, um, like they're, they're, they're on the wall and it's like, Oh, that's super fucking cool. Like it's setting this sort of thing up. And, um, again with like the, the, the old man as well, like Il Nam, like, um, there's like a there's a scene when when the riot is essentially happening in like the auditorium where the characters start killing one another uh, and you know he's like crying or he's like freaking out um and you know it shows that he like pisses himself uh he has an empty water bottle next to him which kind of like foreshadows like oh this guy knew exactly what was going to happen like this guy is he is the mastermind and he, and he and he's planning every little step and he's just playing all these characters which is super freaking cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. Yeah. Yeah, the um yeah, it's 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 very well thought out. It's 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 awesome. Like it's surprising. It's surprising how it's, it it lacks the frivolousness that I thought it was, mm-hmm. was going to be for sure. So, going back to that just briefly cuz you did mention Oil Nam and and you thought that he you know, you, you you know, they didn't show the fact that he got killed. He didn't get shot in the head in episode six. Yeah, explicitly, I, we didn't I, see it. Did you believe that he was alive? Is that something you believe? Oh no, no, definitely not. Like I expected him to be dead. Like the the reveal at the end where it's like, oh, Il Nam is actually the mastermind and he's still alive. I was like, what in the fuck? And then as soon as I saw that, like as soon as that reveal happens in the end, I'm like holy shit, we never actually see him die. Whereas we see everyone else die. And then that's kind of why I thought uh, Jun Ho was still alive as well, because we don't explicitly see him die. Um, like that 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 last little reveal is is what made me think Jun Ho was still alive, uh, realistically. Oh. Did, did you ever expect him to be alive? Like at the end? Like did- no, no. No. Jun Ho for sure, I thought he was alive. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, they're gonna, he's gonna come back in the season. Like I thought it wasn't a season two thing. I thought they mm-hmm. were gonna... I didn't know how how much they really planned for a season two, but now it seems more deliberate. I, yeah. I only realized that they were going to do a season two at the end, just based on what uh, Jiyun chose to do, not getting on the plane. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't see that coming at all. I was like, I was shocked when he like gets the you know the, gets the card again. And it says uh, Gunbo or Gunbu or whatever, like yeah. the mar- marbles marbles champion of the neighborhood little thing on that business card. I was like, what? I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, he's, I, I, he must be the mastermind. It's also awesome that Jiyun just figured it out pretty instantly after that. He's like, it has to be. I'm in like this expensive, expensive apartment building and he's got the entire floor to himself and he's got this tiny area sectioned off just for his hospital bed. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That, I, I found that a little bit, I don't know. There's something about him being alive that kind of bothered me a little, but they explained it very well and so mm-hmm. I accepted it. I thought that they, when they, especially because they flashed back a little bit well, when, you know, after he died, they do, showed a brief flashback. Mm-hmm. So I could, I know, I, I could believe it. It's just that that was a little bit strange. It felt a little unnecessary because it, it kind of took a little bit away from his death. Like watching it again, I imagine it's going to feel a little bit less, a little bit more shallow that episode six yeah. potentially because he's kind of playing him the whole time. And it was that relationship that they're building the whole time between Jiyun and Il Nam is kind of it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it's he, he has a lot of respect for Il Nam, it seems, and like he came there because of him. But it changes the story. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like a like it's almost like a father son relationship. Like Il Nam even uh, even says like multiple times, like oh, like like oh, your your father must have beat you because because like you know I beat my son for doing the same thing. Like th- there's like a few nods to like this like sort of father son relationship, and and, and it's very obvious like Ji Hoon like uh, has like so much respect for Ilnam and you know cares about him so much and yeah like I, I agree with you on that front yeah that's the only thing is it, it just it takes that away a little bit if you were to watch it again but on the first pass through I'm sure everyone will feel that's the same feelings we did yeah well honestly like 
initially for me, it, I was like, when it was revealed that he was alive, I was like, well, this, like, why was he acting specific ways uh, in these spe- like specific scenarios? Like, how did he, like, was he mentally prepared to die? Like the, and I think the, the biggest, um, the game where like he, he probably could have died the easiest was like the tug of war episode. And I was kind of just like, this could have gone sideways for him very quickly. And initially I was like, ah, this doesn't really make too much sense. But again, he's actually the one that gives the advice on how to win this tug of war game. It's these games that he played when he was a kid. And he's like, no, 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 it's not about strength. It's about skill. And then he's the one that kind of, I mean, to be fair, Sung Woo, uh, does that like last call is like take three steps forward and they, and they, and they fuck those dudes up. But yeah, uh, again, I, I, initially I was like, it almost, it almost seemed like a plot hole, like in my mind, even though it definitely is not. Why is it a plot hole? Like, again, that it just like it just seemed convenient. Like it was like, oh, surprise, like he's actually the bad bloke. And I was like, well, like, what do you put himself in these dangerous situations um, specifically? Yeah, because he's already going to die. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, uh, I mean, he is. That, that that is a thing. I think but that's I, the reason. It's just because he's already about to die anyway. Well, again, like he, he obviously wanted to survive and he did um, in the end. And like he survived in that marble episode. Like, did he expect to get that far? It's an interesting uh, sort of thought. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glad that I think that reveal was actually very well done. And it was like it was shocking. And it's interesting as well because he is the guy that he's the final vote at the end of the first episode or whatever episode, second episode, um, for them to go back, like to not continue playing the game. Um, I think it's like a 50 yeah. split. And then he, he makes that well, final vote for everyone not to continue playing the game. And you're kind of like, huh? Like, why would he do that? And I think it's because he wanted everyone to take part in this game. Like he wanted these people to come back and do this. They wanted, he wanted them to want it. Exactly. They didn't know what it was until after. And then, then you want to want it. And I feel like he had a better perspective on their psychological state. Like each mm-hmm. of the players psychological state, which is cool. I like the idea that he's number one. Because he's literally the leader yeah. of this stupid game, so he's he's literally number one because of that. That's almost that's a direct hint to the fact that he's the guy because he is the first player, which mm. is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's 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 freaking neat. I, I really like Ilnam as a character. I do question it a bit, like though, like I I do find it's it's not it's not a cop out per se. It just I don't know. It's it seems like it was an unnecessary piece of plot that was thrown in for twist's sake. And it's good, and I did. They did think it through, like from the beginning, and I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it was necessary because I, I do think it took away from the again, as I was saying, that relationship. So that's the only thing. Like I don't, I'm on the fence whether that was the greatest option. It was also disappointing that he that Jiyun doesn't get on the plane. It's just that doesn't mm-hmm. that feels to me like why are you doing this though? Just get on the plane and then come back. You know they're watching you. The guy just literally said to you, "Get on the plane," so you know obviously he's watching you right now. If you turn around, he's like it's not going to be good. Is a lot less likelihood that they have people in the U.S. U.S. watching you potentially. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird thing. And then just because I'm on the topic of things I didn't love, I did find that the American actors. I don't know if it was the writing or them, but they seemed not good in terms of the lines they were saying. It felt unnatural and I I don't know what it is, but they were saying things. I, I, do you agree? Like it felt jarring that they, when they were speaking, it's like, ha 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 ha, Jimmy, you didn't, uh, you chose sixty nine. Oh ha ha ha, like, I don't know. Yeah, man, I, I, that's actually one thing I agree uh, with you on. Like, yeah, like definitely, I think those those characters were the least compelling, and it did seem weird and out of place. Um, it would have been cool. If yeah, they, were like, like, they almost seem like caricatures. Like I know it's, it's which is fine because yeah, they are kind like, of characters. It would almost be better if they were like, you know, really cool guest actors, but we never see their face. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been neat like if, if it was, it was like, Edward Norton. Yeah, at the end of yeah, we got Edward Norton under one of the masks or something, and, and yeah. like we just have like or get really cool character actors that can wear these masks and play it off. I just felt like the casting of the South Korean actors, like. I feel like it's spot on in terms of their acting ability. Like they're really good. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really good, but then those guys just seemed like they just were, I don't know. They didn't seem realistic. They just, yeah. their lines didn't make sense. The 69 jokes. And I was like, is this supposed to be funny? And 
I get what it isn't. It isn't. You're supposed to think that they're atrocious human beings, but I just exactly. I yeah. just don't know that they would find it that funny because it's just the way they were speaking and it sound. It almost like felt like as we kind of talked about like with the, the movie Old or whatever, it, they felt like they weren't real human beings in the way they were talking. Like humans don't talk. Mm-hmm. Like people don't talk like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like maybe they're just so rich that the money's gone to their head and that's why they don't seem like regular human beings. <laughs> like maybe that's kind of what they were going for. But yeah. I know, but if it seemed like forced acting, you'd still kind of they're, – they're still socialite type people, I feel like. They, they could be assholes yeah. without being – they felt too awkward to the point where it just felt like bad acting. And there was not that many lines there. So that was like yeah. the weakest acting in that in that show, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you um, 100%. Um, but yeah, like in terms of great acting, I guess let's talk about Allie. Like we talked about episode six and God damn, man, Allie, uh, Allie was done dirty. I, I loved Allie as a character. He's, he's one of the shining, um, like characters in the show. One of the, one of the good people that never really broke. They were like, he was consistently a good guy. And, you know, it's even shown in the first episode where he where he saves uh, Jihoon's life when he's like holding him up during red light, green light. And it's like, oh, man, like he did so much. And then Sung Woo. Fucked him over, like like straight up fucked him over. And it's it's really sad because, you know, like, you know, Ali's like backstory a bit like he has he has uh, like a, a son, like a newly born son. He has his wife. And then, you know, like he I guess like pushes that one guy into like a like a machine and that guy gets his hand crushed and he steals the money and gives it to his uh, like wife and kid so they can escape but it still just feels like oh man like his wife and kid are never gonna know what happened to him and it and and he really didn't deserve it and it's it's interesting that sung woo was the guy that fucked him over because sung woo was actually the the guy that showed him kindness first in the series like at, at, you know when they when they initially uh leave the game like sung woo like buys him ramen and gives him money for the bus and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know it, it, that, that really fucked me up actually. Like I, I was very upset about that and I, I did cry. Like I, I genuinely cried. And again, like Sung Woo is, he's, he's such a great character and I love him for like, you know, the decisions that he makes and he's such a smart character um, for what he does to Ali, but I just wish he didn't fucking do it. You know, he screwed I mean? people over uh, repeatedly, game after game after game. Though, mm-hmm. like he basically signed the death warrant of like Jiyun in the the like the sugar shape game, like mm-hmm. and everyone else. He's like, why don't we go into different lines? Why though? Like he just didn't want to feel empathy. He didn't want to have people he liked in this game because he wanted to kill them all. Like we knew right yeah. away that. This guy's a dick, a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's just a terrible person, and there's not really any redeeming quality. Yes, the acting is really good, but he's a dick. There's just no, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I disagree with you. Like, I think he does have redeeming qualities because he's doing everything to make sure it's like, well, I mean, he's, he wants to save himself. That's like, he's him. a selfish human being. He doesn't care about but at the same time, like, he doesn't want his his mother to be fucked over because he even says, like, oh, like, I, I gave my mother's, like, home and shop uh, up and stuff like that. And yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. He definitely did say that. I don't believe a word. He comes, it comes out of that guy's mouth. Like it's a dick. Whoa. Obviously <laughs> that's the, he's the worst. He's the devil in the skies. He's the guy. That's the worst out of all the people there. It's the worst guy. Well, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like he is the villain of the show and you know, that what's the guy's name? Duck. So, uh, which is like the gangster guy. He's kind of posed to be the villain of the show. Like he's this fucking prick. He's this asshole and he's just so obviously the bad guy in the show. But realistically, it was Sung Woo all along. Like Sung Woo is the real villain of the series. And Duck Su is just there to Duck So. Again, I, I, I apologize for butchering the names of these people. Um, but like, yeah, like again, he, he was just he was just posed as the villain to, I guess, make you focus on someone else. And it again, it, it comes out as a surprise that Sung Woo is actually the bad guy. Like once Duck So is dead, you realize like, oh shit. I, I just don't agree with that. I just wasn't surprised. You were surprised he already screwed over Ali at that point by the time that Duck So was knocked off the Oh week. no, I, I no, I'm aware. I'm I'm just saying like it's it's a slow burn as opposed to this very obvious like 
Duxo is the bad guy. You know, like it, it's 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 in your face that he's the bad guy. And Sung Woo is like this slow, almost like corruption. He's slowly getting worse and worse with each episode. And yeah, obviously by the time Ali dies, you're like, God fucking damn it. Like this guy is just out for himself. But I was worried about him more than Duxo because he's obvious. It's the obvious choice. He's clearly a gangster. There was no reason to screw someone over on the sugar game. It's just not there was no point at all. And he didn't know that by the end of the game that only one winner would come out on top. That's just not something that was known. So why screw over the people that you're with that you just banded together with to create this team? Like, it's just so weird. It was like so jarring to me. I was like, what's going on? The other guy you knew you couldn't trust because he literally would kill you right as soon as he, you know, you stepped in front of him and he could stab you in the back. So mm-hmm. they're both villains. There's that's a bunch of terrible people in this game, clearly. Uh, like the guy freaking who knows how to freaking know what tempered glass looks like in different light, but he didn't tell anyone why. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you just say it so we can get through? But then again, I think at that point, a lot of the characters realize that only one of them is going to get out of this entire squid game alive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. And we have differing opinions on that. I know you love to love Sung Woo based on our conversation here, but I, again, he's a very interesting character. Like, don't get me wrong. He's great, and that acting mm-hmm. is really good too. Like Parquet Sue did a great job again butchering the names, but he's really good, and, and like everyone was really good. Did you notice actually it was the main character from um, uh, Train to Busan? Is the is the dude yeah. on, the, on the subway platform? Yeah, it is. It is the main character from Train to Busan. Yeah. I, I forget the actor's name, but yeah, he's the guy that gets Jihun into the game in the first place, which is super interesting. Yeah, it's cool, and he sees him again, which yeah. is neat as well. I thought he was going to have more of a play for some reason than the rest of the series, just because I I think he's, it's probably wrong, but I feel like he might've been the only one I recognized uh, from a previous property. I just don't watch that many South Korean films or TV series, yeah. but, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. I think he was the only person I recognized as well. In terms of other characters, we talked about Duck So. Um, there is, what's her name? Uh, Han Min Yao or whatever. Uh, again, I apologize so much. <laughs> for not knowing how to say these people's names but like i really like her character um she's interesting she's that like super loud you know person that's like oh i'm good at everything except for the things i'm not like i love that sort of line and it, it's interesting her relationship with duck so and how like she's so obviously trying to use him but like he's obviously just using her and it's like a super interesting relationship between the two of them and I again like this show just does foreshadowing so well like she specifically says like if you betray me I will kill you and obviously that's kind of like well that that's how he dies like she kills him it's awesome literally yeah I was yeah it's fucking I was waiting for that to happen because I was like that's like the you know I don't know the the poison in Breaking Bad or whatever it just feels like Mm -hmm. you're always thinking it's got to be used somewhere yeah, it's, it's like a showing yeah. the a gun in the first act of a play. And then by the third act, you're like if the, no one's used it yet, eh, there's a reason why they showed the show the gun on stage. There's got to be a reason. And then they again, use it. I just find like that is a great that was a great foreshadowing. I agree. Like I, I, I love mm-hmm. that was in it because you kind of know that if she didn't kill him, it kind of would have been disappointing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I agree completely. People actually. As a, as a violence perspective, people really kind of don't like the show for that. I think that would be the biggest deterrent of why people wouldn't watch this show, arguably, yeah. which I find interesting. But I think it's violence kind of used in – it's used definitely a lot. But I think it's used in the right way because of all the points we talked about with character development. If mm-hmm. it was just this frivolous nonsense like Saw in the later movies, because I know you like Saw 1. Um, the, yeah, the first movie was a good movie. Yeah, I just feel like – then it wouldn't be as useful. I feel like the violence is warranted because it really does it, – it serves a good purpose in the context mm-hmm. of what the series is, which I'm impressed about. I, again, I just – I find it's put together so well. And like all of the set dressing, like there's a, a funny thing. I don't know if you've ever gone to this. It's probably not. But I, there's a place where I used to live in in, uh, in Ontario um, – there, there was this party place that they called Mad Hatters. No, I've never been. 
And it's this basically like this these multiple rooms you go into, and it reminds me of that staircase room and the various rooms they do they go into. Like there's places with like a jungle gym and like these like mm-hmm. a mirror room. There's like various ridiculous rooms. It's like a party place you go with your and your it's like five to 12 year olds and they like they walk you through these different things there's like mazes inside and stuff like that it kind of reminded me of Mm -hmm. that and the way that they was built that staircase with all the colors is iconic so are the costumes like it's just it's wild and like people obviously are gonna scoop those up for halloween i just oh yeah that's gonna be like the biggest fucking like everyone's gonna wear those costumes for halloween it's it's quite interesting yeah even my like uh, one of my co-workers he was saying like how his son wants to dress up as one of the characters from Squid Game. I was like, "Dude, you didn't show your son this fucking show, did you?" Yeah. Because his son's like like seven or eight. Yeah. He's like, "Oh no, no!" Like he's not allowed to watch it. He just sees that like his friends want to do. And I'm like, "Okay, good," because I was like, "Do not show this to your child." I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know if I would even let my son do that because it's like it's going to influence you to want to watch it. It's probably not the greatest. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the point I was making is costume design. And the music as well is also extremely well put together. Oh, yeah. Like Junge uh, Il. I don't know. Again, terrible pronunciation, but on my part. But so good. And it's just, it's iconic too. Like every time now I'm on Netflix and I like skip past Squid Game because I've seen it, I hear the music briefly in the little trailer and I'm like, oh man, that's another piece that's just so good in this. Uh, costumes the again the set design there's that that hallway mm-hmm. that rich hallway where they where the uh you know the the organizer dude he's like answers the phone that hallway is just like yeah. majestic it's just beautifully made it's like these things weren't an afterthought they were well thought out and that's not a, like a regular type of room or hallway i just think that the effort into that and you mentioned the foreshadowing on the walls of having the games displayed on the wall of that whatever giant room they all sleep auditorium in. yeah the rude you know residence area um is fantastic even like that that last scene where they're sitting there eating their dinner um mm-hmm. where they like lay everything out ah oh, it's just very well thought out there's so many like, deliberate like aesthetic choices that really just add value to the series it kind of it reminds me of uh one of my favorite video game series like Rampa, where it's like this uh, it's this like very colorful sort of aesthetic for a very dark and dire setting <laughs> is the best way to put it. And yeah, again, I, I think it's done like incredibly well. I love the costumes. I, I like, I, I think they're just great. And like you said, everyone and their goddamn mother is going to be wearing this for Halloween. Yeah, I know. Are you going to get a costume? Oh, you're going to do Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Is that right? You're going to do, do Johnny Bravo. Johnny yeah. Bravo is a uh, squid game um it's triangle a <laughs> character triangle guy <laughs> take off the mask uh, and the hood and you got a giant hair flips out yeah do a little uh yeah cross you know like a little bit of i was gonna say cross dressing but <laughs> that, that's not the correct definition of cross dressing no so yeah. yeah cool but yeah i mean again we we didn't really talk much about Cy Byuk, who i i just want to talk briefly about I really love her character. I think the idea of this like North Korean defector is it's super cool and super unique. And obviously it's not something that I've ever seen in any TV show or, or or movie because it's very just like location specific, I guess. And honestly, like she, the the actress that plays her, I forget uh, her name. I know she's like a big model. Uh, Let me look this up. Jung Hyuk. Jung Hyuk. Yeah, her. Uh, I know she's like a big model, like beautiful woman. And again, like she's she does such a good job playing this character. And, you know, like she's kind of a like she, she's not the nicest human being. But again, like what this show does so well is it gives you reason why characters are asking or acting specific ways. Like obviously she she wants to get her parents over like the North Korean border. So her 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 brother isn't like left on his own and all of that sort of stuff. And again, you really sympathize with her. And oh, sorry, her name is Jung Hyun. Hyun. There's no a, a K on the end. That's not okay. only a bad pronunciation. That's just literally not how her name is spelled. Sorry. You you named it. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. Um, but yeah, again, like I really like her character. And it's interesting because uh, I think she's like 27 or something. Like she's – I think she's actually like my age in real life. But I don't know what age she's supposed to be in the show. To me, like she seemed like a teenager. Like she seemed young. 
Um, and it's interesting. You kind of sympathize with her because it, it, she seems like a kid surrounded by a bunch of adults. And honestly, I was rooting for her. And the way she dies and when she dies is arguably the the most heartbreaking thing in the show. Like I, I would a- almost put it above like the alley scene. Like I was, I was shocked when that happens and my heart hurt when she, when she gets killed off. It's just such a fucked situation and Song Wu doing it after she convinces Jihun not to kill him is just, it's poetic and it's frustrating and it's depressing and honestly, she did not deserve it. But the execution of that of that scene of of, of that happening was just absolutely brilliant. Oh yeah! And like again, when he's banging on the door and he thinks finally someone's come to help. I thought that that was brilliant mm-hmm. too. And they're coming out with that ridiculous bow coffin. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. well done. Yeah, like there's so many moments like that. It's just very, very well done in mm-hmm. like, most ways. Just uh, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think this uh, this first season, at the very least, is top tier television. It's something I I would honestly, I, I mean, ideally, anyone listening to this has watched the show, but it's something that I I would recommend to practically anyone. I think, despite it being in a totally different language and people need you know needing to read subtitles, ideally, I mean, you can watch a dub, but you shouldn't. Um, it, it's a barrier that's worth overcoming because the the this show is just it's just brilliant. It's phenomenal. And again, I think it deserves the hype that it's getting. And I'm glad um, something like this is literally the biggest show Netflix has ever released. It's it's fantastic. Indeed. I agree. Yeah. All right. Adrian, I thank you for joining me for this A Closer Look, our spoiler-filled review of Squid Game. Is there anything else you'd mm. like to add briefly? I think you've kind of said it all, but... If there's anything else you'd like to say to the audience before we wrap this up, now's the time. Um, well, Simon, there, there's one last thing I'm going to say. And it's three rules. And those rules are that you must keep playing. If you refuse to play, you get eliminated. And if the majority of us decide to quit, we can stop playing. In, indeed. Indeed. Okay. Well. And honestly, I vote that we stop this, stop this episode of the show. Do you? I do. So that's the majority. We are the majority. Indeed. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening and uh, have a great week. And we'll see you on our next episode, potentially. Episode 68 of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. And if you have a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, I'd appreciate it if you do. Thank you, Adrian, for joining me. Thank you, audience. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye.